Hey folks, it's Kylie. Before this episode begins today, I just wanted to give a quick content warning. We will be delving into themes of suicide, suicidal ideation, mental illness, um, depression, schizophrenia, all those topics. So if you are sensitive to those topics, I suggest don't listen and I'll see you next week. And if you're sticking around, um, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, bye. All the music used in this episode fall under fair use under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, and reporting. Thank you. What's wrong? I'm just really stressed and depressed. About school? Yeah, I'm just my life. Well, what's happening? You don't have to talk about it. I just fell in love with a man who lives in Philadelphia. Okay, this happens to you every month. Why does it keep happening? First it was Canada. <laughs> no. First it was my boyfriend who moved to Tennessee. Forgot about a boyfriend in Tennessee. And then Canada. And now Philly. When do you meet him? We matched on Tinder and then we went out on Friday. How was it? <laughs> you Lovely. met him on Friday. No, I met him on Friday. Hello, 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 um, and welcome back to My Records and Me, the show where, you know, I, I have some people on in my life who I love a lot, and we talk about the things that connect us, music, and the music we love and how it connects us. My name is Kylie, and this week I have a very special guest, and I do say this every week because they all are special. Carly. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod. <laughs> so happy to be here. She is so happy to be here. But today we're talking about the 2013 album, um, Vessel by 21 Pilots. And right classic. at the top. Yeah, classic. Right at the top, I just want to shout out to my sources. 21pilots.fandom.com <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them a lot of good information from them and as well as um wikipedia it's a great source um you're not supposed to source wikipedia but i am for the pod okay and genius.com as always love that one shout out to the sources they could sponsor me but whatever could they wikipedia i hope hope sponsor me (laughs) i hope 21 pilots.fandom.com sponsors me wikipedia actually needs sponsors so so i need to sponsor wikipedia please it's helping it's helping the everyone pod. uses wikipedia and helps the pod yeah so um some background on vessel so vessel is the third studio album by american musical duo 21 pilots which was released january 8th 2013 in the summer of 2012 21 pilots released um the three songs ep that's what it was titled um which feature tracks like gun for hands migraine and ode to sleep which are all features on this album um on september 11th <laughs> Not a great day to put out all, but <laughs> on September 11th, um, I forgot I muted myself, but <laughs> I was laughing. laughed. <laughs> um, Holding on to you was released as a single, and then on December 18th of this year of uh, 2012, um, the album was made available for streaming via Entertainment Weekly, and then was released in full on January 8th. Um, the the image, the cover is two elderly men, which are actually um, Tyler Joseph's and Josh Dunn's grandfathers. Um, the pair did it to see what the label's reaction was. And when the label said yes, the group said, OK, maybe this is going to work. Um, in, in an interview, Tyler Joseph, who is the, the lead of the duo, the singer, um, uh, spoke on the meaning behind the album's name, saying that Vessel, our body, is an object carrying something far more important then the outer shell and when we die it is set free and lives on um 
to help support the album. The band toured internationally throughout 2013, um, which Carly... Wait, did you see them in 2013 or 2014? I saw them in early 2014. So Carly saw that tour. Um, and House of Gold was released as a radio single on August 6, 2013. Um, and then on September 15th, Fake You Out was originally was um, released as a single. Um, the band's first album, this was the band's first album released by the label Fueled by Ramen. Um, and is their major label debut. It debuted at number 58 on the Billboard 200 charts and reached, actually, it, re, it re-upped in 2016, reaching 21. Did not know. Um, as of July 2019, the album has sold over 2 million equivalent album units. Um, all of its tracks have been certified at least gold by the RIAA, which um, made 21 Pilots the first group or artist to achieve this feat with two separate albums, which I did not know. Wow. So, Carly, when did you first hear this album? Okay, I literally cannot remember. Hmm. Um, I mean, we know that I saw them in early 2014, so my guesstimate is um, late 2013? Yeah. Early, tw- maybe even so, like, earlier 2014? Freshman year of high school? Yeah crazy time um so the first song love this story the first song i ever heard from the album was car radio obviously my favorite song one of my all-time favorite songs probably will just stay on my favorite it's a, song it's a good song life. it is a good song. it's a really good song um anyway the funny story is that i actually found it i don't know if anyone remembers the good old website called um eight tracks.com <laughs> Atrax.com is no longer um, available via Safari. Nope. You can only access it really on Google Chrome now. Um, but I did go back. I was desperately looking for the playlist that I found it on. I could not find it. Um, anyway, the catch is that the, the playlist was actually inspired by one of the main characters of a wonderful TV show called Teen Wolf. <laughs> no. Oh uh, yes, right about now. the character Styles Delinsky. If anyone out there in the crowd knows oh the show, God. played and portrayed wonderfully by Dylan O'Brien. Um, love Dylan O'Brien. We love him. Anyway, so it was on that playlist for some reason. <laughs> Who can know why? Anyway, I spent all last night searching Twenty One Pilots Styles <laughs> Eight Tracks playlist and couldn't find it. So that was a flop. Anyway. Uh, that yeah, that's so when I first funny. found them. Yeah, and then was listening to their album because I was sad. I first heard this album. It had to be my sophomore year of high school, so like twenty four fall twenty fourteen. Um, and I had heard Car Radio and House of Gold on like alt- our alternative rock radio station in in classic in the Hudson Valley, um ninety six point nine, um. I first started listening to it because you and our friend Nicole, who I mentioned Ugh, in shout out to Nicole, shout out to Nicole, who I mentioned in the first episode when we talked about when I was talking about Bleachers, um, mm. were really into Twenty One Pilots, and I had seen Carly and Nicole go to the show, and, like post about it, and meet Josh Dunn. Whoa! Um, well, we met Josh Dunn not at the first show we ever saw. You wait. What? We saw Josh Dunn the second time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In I the did not... city. Wait. So when? Where did you see them the first time? I don't even know. I feel like I need to Google it now. I actually. It I wasn't didn't. In the I thought those city. were the same show. No. <gasps> oh. I know this is. I'm shocking. a liar and a dirty sheet on the pod right now. Hold on. I need to Google immediately. No, we everyone. have to. 
cut this segment. I need to refer back to my note that has all of my <laughs> concerts on it. No, this is a good note. I have a note in my phone that says that I saw them on April 2014, which I is definitely like true. I feel like that's true, but I, but but I you definitely find... saw them in... September 2014, and yeah. that's when we met Josh Dunn. Okay, so I take it back. You met Josh the second time you saw Toyota Pilots. Yes. Oh, I found everyone. Okay, thank God. It was, wow, this is really niche. The, t- the, the tour was called Trip for Concerts. Oh, wow, okay. And it was April 27, 2014 at the Dome at Oakdale Theater <gasps> in Waterford, oh! Connecticut. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I've been Very there. small venue. Um, yes, I am a true Twenty One Pilots. You fan. You are a true Twenty One Pilots fan. Isn't that crazy? I Shout did out not. To Teen Wolf. Am I right? <laughs> I did not know that at all. I know. Okay. So yeah, that's the one. Wow. Okay. We were like fully in the pit because that was the only option. Now this is like, all coming moshing. back to me. Now this is all coming back to me. Yeah. Nicole did not. Hear- enjoy that I know. Experience. Hearing the stories <laughs> of Nicole being not yeah. enjoying that experience. Oh, wow. We on the floor. Yeah. That... Oh, now it's all coming back to me. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have seen 21. 20... I don't know what question we're on, but. We're on the first question still. I've seen them four times, which is kind of crazy. I haven't even seen One Direction four times, I... believe it so or not. So I saw them I saw twice them with you. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, so I started listening to them because I saw Carly and Nicole listening to them, and I said, I said this. I want to be a part of that friend group. Yeah, you do. So I said, let me listen to the music they listen to. And I actually really enjoyed this album, and it brings back a lot of mm-hmm. really actually very fond memories of, of that time. Um, so, so on that note, what, what does this album mean to you? Um, yeah, I didn't really get into it that much um, in the last question, it's but the next um, question. I'll get into it right now. <laughs> For the what? question. That's why it's this question. <laughs> Yeah, but I wanted, I had notes under my first question to talk about my depression. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, now you but can. It's okay, I'll get into it now. Okay. So this album, as I mentioned, I first was listening to it, like, transitioned from middle school to high school. And for those of you who know me or don't know me, I was really depressed during that time of my life. As a fresh 13 and 14, 15-year-old, um a lot going on you know Mm -hmm. you know how it is yeah and yeah it was just really sad and in fact when I went back to my 8tracks account to look I actually was able to log in to my old 8tracks account you still know the password or did you have to reset the password same password that I always (laughs) use for everything um first of all it had a link to my old tumblr in the bio so that's scary (laughs) um and then there were like two playlists and the they were extremely upsetting Here's a list of some of the artists that I'm were on so those, excited. those playlists. Coldplay, Birdie, <laughs> Codaline, The Lumineers, Daughter, Lana Del Rey. Bonnie I know Bear. exactly what this sounds like. Yeah. This sounds like Tumblr. That's how, that's how I was feeling. That's how I was feeling during this time. <laughs> this is just funny. It's funny now. It wasn't yeah, funny it's then. A, it's definitely funny now. And again, I agree. I totally look back on this like with very fond memories, like seeing them live and stuff. Yeah. But... When I first started listening to it, it was just like, holy shit, this is so relatable. Yeah, completely. Like, completely. So relatable. I was like, wow. Like, someone gets my it. My brain Someone is gets it. crazy. Right. 
so yeah and so it got me through this like really difficult period of time Mm -hmm. um made me feel way less alone than I was feeling Mm -hmm. and it was again kind of like unlike anything I was listening to like it wasn't like Lana Del Rey yes it was so it wasn't like fucking daughter crying in her microphone to me (laughs) it was very different but again yeah like super relatable and to this day best album from 21 pilots good night and goodbye yeah agree I completely agree with that um i i was thinking about this too it was to me one i never heard sounds like this before in music right like obviously they existed but i just had never this was my first like kind of exposure to them and i was like whoa yeah like what is this because it's like it's like hyper pop and like yeah techno electronic yeah weird it's 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 but then also like some acoustic stuff it's like mm-hmm. it's very i don't know how to describe it it's a really all over the place it's all over the place but it's like it sounds good oh, and 100%. and anyone who re- who doesn't know like it's really just uh, t- uh tyler joseph who is like the singer and he plays ukulele and piano and then josh dunn who just does drums like it's like those are it's just two these two dudes like making this crazy music and it was pretty like yeah. it's very impressive to see live so incredible my live. mom still says like like tonal pilot shows are like some of her favorite shows that she's seen oh, with me because they're it's so amazing to see again like just two people making this music mm-hmm. and again I was, I was thinking about this today it's like you and Nicole were like some of my first like real friends. I would I I yeah, would say like I totally agree. Like some of like real people that like weren't like because it's like middle school is like weird. Like you're not really friends. You're figuring out who you are. Like you're not yeah. You're not completely being true to yourself. Or like I have like friends in Girl Scouts, but like that was situational because we were in right. Girl Scouts together. That's how I felt feel about everyone I sat with at lunch. Me was too. Like, it was all situational. Together, yeah, exactly. But it's like you and Nicole were like my first like real, real friends who I felt like completely accepted, you know, short haired, <laughs> weirdo, nerd. Ner- nerd, you know, 15, 14, 15 year old me. And I never really had that acceptance from my peers at that time. Yeah. Because again, guys, I was. I still am weird, but like no one was appreciated. <laughs> she was weirder than <laughs> I was definitely weirder than. <laughs> but like no one appreciates the weird kids back then. Like now I'm like, right? Yeah, like go off, mama. Yeah, I was weird. <laughs> but like, but yeah, I, I was different. <laughs> yeah, like I'm different. Like I was a I, I was a different girl. <laughs> Guys, she had a like a tin lunchbox. I had a I had multiple tin lunchboxes. I had a Beatles one, which when I that was her thing in high school. <laughs> yeah, but I carried around these like tin lunchboxes. I had like a Beatles one, a Star Wars one. I wish I kept those because I would use I them. Can't believe you didn't. I don't. I got rid of so much shit that I wish I didn't. Like I really wish I kept all my Twilight Pilot stuff. Wow. Only have my original Twilight Pilot shirt. I probably have my like rubber bracelet. I to stay I alive. definitely have my rubber. Hopefully. Oh my god! Remember that. Actually. I used to to wear that every day. Me too. Nicole got me this metal bracelet for like a birthday or Christmas or something. And it says like, stay alive. That's so sweet. I still have it. Your your name in my phone and on your snap. It still is Carly and has the Twin Pilots, the... Oh my god, that's so funny. The symbol. Like the symbol was, um, it was like a line. It's a straight line. Straight line. A dash. A dash and then a backslash. backslash. Um, and actually, funny enough, I was talking to one of my friends about this today. I was like, when I was like 14, I was like, I want to get this tattooed on me one day. Thank 
the lord oh my god that never <clears throat> happened because i would have regretted said that i was kind of like i, like, I kind of would get it <laughs> Just like a little one, <laughs> like a very small because, no like, one can see. because again, like it does remind me of like very yeah. cool coming of age moments when I listen to this album. I feel like it means a lot more to me than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you oh were <laughs> depression was... patient number one, number zero. <laughs> Page zero. I literally brought depression to Arlington High School, <laughs> <laughs> and it spread. It's spread, spread it probably. Um, I know we're laughing, but I didn't. I obviously take mental illness very seriously. Oh no, obviously, I'm yeah, very, we all do. I'm very mentally ill. We um, all are, but at least we are the two of us. For sure. <laughs> but uh, gotta laugh, gotta laugh. About you it. have, you have to laugh. God, you guys, you really just you have to laugh about it. But um, but yeah, it's like I always think of like my beginning friendship and like music had meant a lot to me before obviously that age just from my family but then to experience mm-hmm. with like my peers like my very like people i thought were very close friends i was like like wow like this is really cool that like we yeah. were going to concerts and like seeing them like um that was that was it it, it means a lot to me yeah it's it's yeah i mean it, it reminds me a lot of good times So we start with um, Ode to Sleep. So Ode to Sleep seems to kind of represent like night and day, both kind of like instrumentally and then lyrically where it's like we're seesawing back and forth between like the very dark verses and the very light like pre-chorus and chorus. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like this is very like representative of the entire album also i think it's such a album is kind of like yeah i think it's such a perfect way to start i always say this but i i really think like the albums that i've been talking about they really do have a good start and like a good first track that either like is like the beginning of the story or sets you up for exactly what you're listening to um this whole quote-unquote journey through this album right but yeah i i agree and Again, like, the verses are very riddled with this, like, dark tone full of conflict. Um, And it seems to be, like, how Tyler is describing his nights. And then that, like I said, that pre-chorus, it's more lighthearted. And about kind of conquering the night and the depression it it invokes. Um, Oh, to Sleep is Tyler Joseph's favorite song to perform live. Learn that. Oh, one of my favorite songs to hear live. It was great and to hear I did live. Take note of that. Um, and then this track was originally featured on Regional at Best. Do you want to like explain Ugh. what Regional and Best was? God, I don't even know if I can. It's like it's the pre. It's <clears throat> it's vessel. yeah, it's the pre vessel. A lot of the songs that were on Regional at Best, yeah, are on Vessel. But the thing about Regional and Best was like there was only like like two like five hundred CDs made. Right. It was like something crazy. And like you can hear like they have like a very iconic song original best called Kitchen Sink. Mm. Um, which I remember like I heard this like oh my god this like yeah. crack re recording of it. <laughs> um but uh, like the, the Twilight Pilots fandom called it's called the click. Um Oh my god, I actually forgot it was called that. I'm like I'm like that's why this is embarrassing to me. <laughs> like that obviously work love, but like why did the, why was that called? It was called the skeleton click. Oh, I forgot. Ew, I hate that. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. It was very early. If you're listening. (laughs) 
it was very 2012 2013 like it very yeah, much and was that's exactly when it was yeah like it <laughs> was like very fine. much relevant it was very much okay in the time um right but this regional best album in like the click it was like very it's very like you you've never listened to oh regional. you don't know kitchen you, sing you don't know regional at best um but yeah so regional best secret 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 um that happened in 2011 um and it was this this song obviously was originally remastered for vessel in 2013 and then tyler joseph said the reason why this is the first song on the album is that i feel like it kind of prepares the listener for the rest of the album Mm -hmm. and it almost puts them through a boot camp of what to expect which is don't expect anything like don't go into this with expectations because it's gonna completely not be what you think it is which I agree. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, no, 100%. I feel like every song, like, if you c- jump around in the song, like, it's a completely different, Oh, my God. Like, it's, sound. again, like, if you've never heard this album to the listeners, I really implore you to, because it just sounds, yeah. like, it's nothing that I've, like, it, it's still, like, I could, like, hear hints of artists that I listen to now, like, Sophie or Charlie XEX or Grimes. I'm like, I could hear, like, some of that hyper-popness but it still is so unique to 21 Pilots. Yeah, it's just a lot of drastic changes, not even just from song to song, but within like every single song. I think the only song that doesn't do that is like Truce. Truce, I guess. Well, yeah. but that I think there is a meaning why that, but we'll, we'll right. get to that. But um there, there was a music video released for this on New Year's Eve in 2014. And I remember so vividly watching this at my dining room table. Like, on, I remember watching this music video when it came out so vividly. <laughs> um, I don't. And, um, <laughs> you're like, I wasn't there. And it depicts the band's rise to fame, starting with their first show and ending um, with a performance of with the venue holding 12,000 fans, which was obviously very big for them at that time yeah we saw them at msg i don't know if that was a sold out show and i think that was during blurry face yeah yeah and we saw them at terminal five twice i was not there twice yeah but yeah with this song i love it but you really like it's that day and night like the night the hyper pop Mm -hmm. happy and the pre-chorus the chorus and then you get to that really dark uh, verse which is mm-hmm. like a lot of him rapping basically um and it, it really does sound like you're listening to do different songs at right. once and then um in the song we also really start hearing some of these religious theme called call outs mm. um which i found very provocative at the time in a it good in a good way yeah it's definitely something if you don't know a lot about tyler joseph you'd probably just be like why he he's a about very religious person yeah and it's not something you'd expect from it's him. not something you expect from him at all i don't even know if josh dunn's a religious i don't i think it's really yeah, a tyler thing yeah i feel like it is um but um there's a call in the second verse i'm not free i asked forgiveness three times same amount that i denied i threw time mvpp this crime biblical reference to peter asking um jesus for forgiveness three times um there's another call out religiously uh, metaphorically i'm a horn that's denial number four echoing the story of peter in the bible um again peter is asking is being asked to like testify his faith 
and then denies allegiance to God and his relationship with Jesus. And then he relates himself to Peter's trial. He outwardly admits that he's been asked about his faith, um, but he was not chosen to answer for other reasons, which Tyler also talks about in a, in a song called Clear, which is also on regional at best. Mm. Yeah, so we start kind of hearing this religious, these religious themes, and that was kind of provo- provocative for me because I think I like quote unquote left the church. I'm using. <laughs> I would agree with that for you. You're I left the church boy, around. Yeah, I left the church around fourteen fifteen, um, because literally because we got a new priest, and the priest was ultra sexist, and like Ew. we stopped going to church because like. We kept talking to the Archdiocese of New York. My mom would like, my mom was like an activist. My mom would be like writing Aww. letters and like calling and like getting all these people in our church to like talk to the Archdiocese being like, this guy is firing people without any, like without any justification. And they're all women. Whoa. Yeah. And we staged a protest outside the church once. <gasps> oh my God. This is maybe what started my activism. Wait, what? <laughs> this is part of me you did not know. But um but that was very prov- provocative when i first heard this album because i was like leaving the church um and i'm a catholic so this was like okay whoa i was like okay and this is a very much a theme throughout the album where he yeah talks about his faith and god which again mm-hmm. you would not peg this album to talk mm-hmm. about that at all to have like religious undertones to have these very very religious undertones but they are there yeah you kind of have to listen for them, I would say. I feel like they're not super... If you know, like, religion... If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I-Y-K-Y-K. The yeah. girls who girl, girl. The and girls, the girls who, who girl, girl. girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. It's like, I this stuck out to me because it's like, oh, I just, again, like, I, I know that story of Peter, the disciple, um, but... I yeah. Most of my notes are just like, love this song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I said... Such a fucking bop. So fantastic live. One of my faves to sing along to. And I just kept thinking about that time, us recently driving home on a highway at, at night, listening to the album in order, obviously, yeah. and singing it. And it was yes, just we giving were. me goosey bumps to think about. Yeah. I, and great song. Yeah. Like, one of the, a really cool thing that we experienced very recently, we were driving home and... I don't know why. I think I was telling you about the podcast. Yeah, and I we was like, talking about it. I was like, I want to bring you on for this. And I was like, let's just listen to it right now. Yeah. I felt so, like, listening to this album and then listening to Literally With You. And we, we both, yeah. for the most part, remembered most of all the words. Yeah. I was like, whoa, like, this is taking me back. Nostalgia. And that was like, I, like, that's a very, I have a very fond memory of that, even though it was like a month ago. But it's still, like. Yeah, no, me too. Another another thing I wrote is, is just the song. I feel like overall it's relatively hopeful, I would say. I mean, it's pretty dark, but hopeful. And I think that is, again, another kind of theme throughout the album, yeah. like hope. Um, there is hope. Right. Something that I definitely needed at the time when I was first listening to it, so... So we move on to Holding On To You, which I think this is my favorite song to see live. This and Guns For Hands oh, yeah. are my favorite song to see live. Um, my note was, another classic from the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> another classic. Um, this is another one originally featured on um, Regional Lab Best, then remastered. And this was um, the first single from the band under a record label. Um, Tyler Joseph has said via Rock Sound, To have Holding On To You kind of be the focus track makes sense to me. It doesn't stand in the middle of what to expect from us, having to do a lot with a lot of different genres. The melody in this song is digestible, and it's one of my favorite chord pro- progressions I've ever done. And I agree. I think instrumentally. I would also agree. It's very good. Um, I really love that buildup where it's like, and it's in my faith. And that's that buildup, that buildup, the buildup to the to the second bridge. Lean with it, rock with it. When we going to stop with it? There's nothing, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty positive that this is the song when performing live, Josh gets on the piano and does a backflip. I literally don't remember, but I do know when he does that. Back and then clip. it's the entertain my faith, and then he sh- then Tyler like quote unquote shoots him it's with fake. his finger guns. With his finger guns, clear. relax, everyone Calm in down. the crowd. Everyone's gasping and clutching their pearls. <laughs> <laughs> and he does his backflip, and then we go into the rap. And then this, obviously, there were very dark themes in the Ode to Sleep, but then we we really hear some of this very suicidal themes. Right really yes. start peeking their head um in the lyrics i wrote down were in the windowsill looks really nice right you think twice about your life it probably happens tonight right tie a noose around your mind loose enough to breathe fine and tie it tie it to a tree tell it you belong to me the same noose this is a leash and i have news for you you must obey me so we really you are surrounding oh my surrounding sound um yeah this is where we first start hearing yeah these kind of suicidal thoughts and it really does carry throughout the whole album and that's why i said in the beginning like i don't know if this album would be perceived well i don't Mm. know if this would album would have been perceived the way it was perceived in 2013 if it came out in 2022 because i think yeah i just don't think that and i'm not saying this is a bad or good thing i'm just saying like i don't think something like this now would be successful based on like this and then when we get into um some of the other songs when we're talking about schizophrenia um Mm. i really i really don't know it's not pc it's not basically it's not it's not very uh politically correct but also i think these themes at the time like really like it really like i just can't like it really hit the tumblr crowd is like basically what i'm trying to say oh no it definitely resonated with every single person who had a tumblr including Uh, me Including me as well, so, yeah. So, like, I think it totally so worked for the time, and... Right. Also, I think that time period was a lot of, like, let's all just, like, soak in our misery. And instead of, like, Definitely. trying to get better, let's, like, make black and white Tumblr yeah. accounts where we retweet, or re- reblog, excuse me, <laughs> reblog really sad shit, and yeah. just picture like being depressed yeah it was definitely like ourselves. like this like when i think about this i think about like but i also and i also think of like the 1975 the arctic monkeys mm. like i think mm-hmm. a lot of those bands that like really resonated with like that crowd and to be honest one mm-hmm. i i generally think they had good music but they, they were really sure. reaching a th- theme and and talking about the, these themes these very dark themes which a lot yeah. of people related to but i think the really good thing about this album and what it did was especially with you and you are such an example of this like it really wrote like reached out to especially a younger audience yeah and said like i know you may be feeling some type of way but like i feel it too and like 
but like it's going to be okay and and that's how we what we see throughout the album and when, when we get to truce but like i do appreciate looking back now obviously the, the core message that it re, re, like really related to a lot of people and like i do think this genuinely helped a lot of people including you oh 100 percent. i think it came out right when it had to because i don't know i do kind of feel like it saved could have saved lives i think it did like literally yeah. one of the things that like one of the the, the like catchphrases of Toyo Pods was stay alive. You know, I yeah. it did it did a lot for a very large population. Absolutely. Of people who needed it. Agree. The album as a whole and holding on to yeah. you. Love that song. Then we go to Migraine. So Migraine was actually probably one of my first like like favorites on this album. I really liked Migraine. It's fantastic. It is. I actually wrote, God, every single one of these songs is such nostalgia. <laughs> it Migraine is. is another one of my favorites. Quote, we made it this far, kid. Unquote. I could literally get that line tattooed on my body. <laughs> But, like, again, it's, like, it's so true. It's, like, and yeah. you can be at any point in life and, like, look at that lyric and be, like, yeah, we have made it this yeah. far. It's, like, we did. Yeah. And it's, like, looking back at yourself, like, when you were, quote, unquote, a kid. Yeah. So, Migraine first appeared on the EP3 song, along with Gun for Hand, No to Sleep. Um, lead singer Tyler Joseph expressed on a track-by-track analysis that migraine itself is a metaphor. He explains that a headache in a general in general isn't necessarily a problem, but a migraine is an alarm that is triggered um, whenever something wrong occurs in your head. He goes on to explain that the song literally is a migraine, an alarm to let the listener know something is wrong in the world. But yeah, like this song, like it is very poetic, and he really paints a picture. Thunderstorms, clouds, snow, and a slight drizzle. How yeah. can you not see that image in your head immediately? Um, I wrote some of the lyrics I put were behind my eyelids are islands of violence. My mind shipwrecked. This is the only land my mind could find. I did not know it was such a violent island, um, full of tidal waves, suicidal crazed lions. He he really paints this this picture of like truly this war zone going right. on in his head sometimes death seems better than a migraine in my head honestly it's like yeah like right it's like when you're that when you're that depressed like yeah sometimes those those like really intrusive thoughts are just so it's just it is a migraine and it's so much yeah. and you're just like it's this constant putting down of yourself or this constant like it is this constant like being psyched out mm-hmm and the, the it truly like i know like it's it is like voices in your head and yeah like, and it's not a you can't escape it you can't escape because it it's your head like it is you migraine i i think is my favorite because i related yeah um definitely relatable and again very strong themes of i am so unwell but then at the yeah. end it's like but like it's okay like we're gonna yeah it's this like it like it. it really is a sharp peak like, I want to die. Like, I want to die, but you know but what? Made I made it to the next day. I made it past Life the Life has night. a hopeful undertone. And so does this album. She asked me and then we get to the one of a, a more joyful song-ish. An interesting spot. 
I completely agree. I it's kind of random where this song is put. Yeah. I the feel way like it was an specifically, specifically the way it's sandwiched between migraine and car radio. Very weird vibes. Yeah. Great song though. Great song, oh. but I feel like not saying. Did we like, even say what it's called? Did we even talk oh, about? Oh shit! Did you, oh, we're talking yeah. about House of Gold. Um, House of Gold. Probably the ukulele song. Yeah, the ukulele will. song. Probably the most popular Twenty One Pilots song. I would say. Yeah. Ben Car Radio. One of their, one of their most popular videos. Right. Fantastic video. But yeah, I I kind of agree with you, and I didn't actually write this down, but such a great observation. It is like so random. Yeah. And. I'm not saying, like, I think Truce is such a good way to end this album, but I feel like yeah. this could have been a good ending of the album. Mm, I don't agree. No. But to be, I don't think, oh, this is going to be, like, a hot take. I don't think it, it doesn't fit with the album. I don't know. No, I, I was going to say I mean, like, that. I, I was going to say the true. end or nothing. Like, I just, yeah, I don't know where it goes. It's very random. Yeah, the end. It's very yeah. random. I agree. Yeah, but maybe we're just, like, trying to lighten it up in the middle, because it's obviously it's But still, it's talking about dark themes but yeah but no i agree with you it's very i don't i that's why i said like i feel like it's an afterthought like i feel like yeah i can see that i don't know but it's very popular yeah so So, um house of of gold is a conversation between tyler joseph and his mother and she is wondering if she will if he will still care for her based kind of like emotionally and physically as she ages and she's no longer you know being able to take care of herself and basically, like, it's kind of in this grandioso fashion, like, she asked him to get, she asked him to get her a house of gold. And this song really talks about, like, Tyler trying to pursue his own dreams, um, but then realize that, like, they're not everything he thought they would be. And I think he's, like, going back to, like, that sense of family. Even talking about this description, mm-hmm. I'm like, this makes no sense for this album. Um, good song. <laughs> I like the song. Oh, 100%. This should have just been, like, on an EP randomly, and that should have been yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, look, I'm thinking, thinking about, like, the other themes of, like, Blurry Face. I don't really know what the other ones after Blurry Face. Yeah. And then the icy stuff and scale before. Of an icy. Yeah, that shit, or the one with the hawk. Um, I'm like, this does not fit at all with any of the themes <laughs> of any music that they've ever made. Right, but I right feel now. like every, I feel like albums do often have that, that like, kind of one-off. Yeah, I agree. Song that just doesn't really fit, but. It doesn't really fit the story, but... What does Tyler have to say about it? Oh, thanks for setting me up. Because Tyler <laughs> spoke about it in a 2013 interview with 105.7 The Point, saying, we all have those people in our lives where we would say, I would die for them, you know? I do know right. Tyler. Um, and it's pretty easy to, to say that you would die for someone. Uh, the tough thing is living for them every day, you know? And not to go on a preachy thing here but like when i <laughs> think of being a brother to three younger siblings and a son to parents it's hard to it's hard to live for those people every day it's easy to be like yeah i i take a bullet for my sister so then playing with the just living in between the limbo of living and dying for someone okay then he goes in this video talking about the music video you kind of see us uh, severed in half and barely staying alive and singing a song particular to my mom. Okay, maybe we, uh, maybe that whole conversation, we may take it back. Maybe. I do, I do see. I, I see it now. Yeah. Now that I had the breakdown. No, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It is very interesting, the juxtaposition of living Le- for someone yeah. and dying for someone. Um, My friend, he always makes this joke where he was like, 
sometimes I do want to die, but my mom would be so sad, so I can't. Right. No, literally. I'm like, literally. I get that. I'm like, yeah. I agree. My mom it's like, would that's be so like, sad. A, I feel like that is a common, like, reason. Yeah. For people. Living for someone. Not to do that. Right. Yeah, that is actually kind of true. And I guess he's kind of right. It's like saying you would die for someone is so easy, but living for someone, that's harder. Because, like, living is actually dealing with life. Right. Oh my God. Maybe this does. Fit. Yeah, we 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 haven't looked deep into it enough, but I do agree. The sound. I mean, the I was, sound is I was, very with my different. My previous self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sound doesn't really go. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it does. I guess I agree with you, Tyler. Yeah, the just like the meaning of it. Yeah, because I I guess it's like yeah, he is talking about like pursuing music and a career, and obviously the before this album like. They did start getting very popular, I would say, like, 2012, before this album was released. Mm -hmm. They were getting pretty big, and, like, maybe him being like, well, I don't know if this is the life I want to live. Wow, I'm really thinking. (laughs) Me too. Anyway, here's what my notes were. (laughs) Anyway. I think this song inspired me to learn the ukulele. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, such a different vibe from the last few songs, so obviously this one sticks out to be a fan fave, and it's true. It is. And this is, yeah, this is the song that really... I would say House House of Gold like led them to again mainstream sphere, not like mainstream pop pop culture, but like mainstream alternative culture. The next, I would say, most popular Twenty One Pilot song, Carly's favorite, as she said, <sighs> Car Radio. Only because it's Joe. It was my intro. Yeah, I know it's so cliche, but it's not. Say, it's I don't. Favorite, I don't think it is. Like I think, okay. I feel like everyone can relate to this feeling. Yeah. So, Tyler says, the verses are talking about a true story of me being late to class. I was in college trying to do that whole thing because that's what you're meant to do, I guess. I dropped out after that. The point is, I was late <laughs> to class and I forgot to lock my door when I came back back out everything had been gutted and stolen stolen out of my car and that time financially i was not able to replace anything like gps radio and all my cds when i got into my car my first reaction was to put the radio on and for a while i wasn't able to do that and finding out that once i removed that piece of me i realized that sometimes music can act as a distraction and get in the way of your where your mind wants to go which is wow one this is just crazy that someone literally stole his car radio yeah, okay, that's, like, a thing. I did not I did realize, not realize. Thing that happened, but it actually is. Yeah. I don't think it's so much anymore, but, yeah. It did happen. I don't know what the specific year time this was, but it um, occurred. Wow, something that really stands out to me in that description of the song, which I suppose I have related to all this time, is that I cannot just be alone with my thoughts. I That's what I was writing. That's why I, I said yeah. I feel like this is such a related... Like, that's why I'm, like, saying I don't think it's cliche because I think this is a universal feeling. Oh, yeah. I always have to Maybe be, not like, universal. Some, what? The feeling of, like, needing to always consume. Because I wrote that, too. Yeah. I, it, I think a lot of people, especially now... Oh, my God. It's this constant cons- cons- consumption of And, like, media. immediate gratification and whatnot. And just constant... Not... I mean... Even less than that, just constantly having some kind of sound or yeah. something else to listen to, some other 
story to be thinking about that's not my story or like not yes whatever. no well, that's such problems, a good point so i don't have to deal with my problem that's such a good point just like um, constantly away from your own mind yeah i was thinking about this like even when i'm working i'm always listening to something like am i when i'm when i'm in the office or i'm i'm home working i'm always listening to something like right. a podcast i usually listen to a podcast honestly yeah me too like when one during the day but then i love music music is always constantly on in my house and yeah I mean, I will commonly often have music playing and be like watching or listening to a podcast or watching a, a mm-hmm. YouTube video just to like have no, just to have background all noise. the stimulation. Anyway, um, I, yeah, like I said, I think it does strike a chord and I think I've been in points like very, very low points um, mm-hmm. of my life where I needed to be constantly consuming something and like you said and I think that's such a great description I needed to be listening to something else someone else's problems that was such a good description someone else's problem someone else's story to mm-hmm. not think about mine and to to silence right my own thoughts if you have an inner monologue which mm-hmm. I don't which I don't think a lot of people actually do I think actually a very small population if i really do oh it's always that trick it's like when you when i'm like describing an apple do you see it in your head yeah yeah so you you have an inner monologue but it's not like it's not like i'm like talking in my head oh i'm talking in my head sometimes like i feel like my head's silent lately it's been silent because it's just shutting down (laughs) because there's so much i could be thinking about and should be thinking about but you just said i breaking no brain okay yeah like right now, I don't have an inner monologue, but when I'm quiet, I do. Like yeah, when I stop, okay, yeah, ta- like yeah. when I stop talking, I, I have an inner monologue. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think a lot of people do. Really? I feel like it's like a split split. Anyway, but when you have like that inner monologue and you are having these thoughts and you are in a low point or thinking of these negative thoughts, like when you're not consuming something, it really drives you crazy. Like it mm-hmm. really like you. It's just this constant going in circles and circles and circles of all these mostly negative thoughts about yourself, about life. As Tyler Joseph puts it, I'm forced to deal with what I feel. Mm-hmm. There is no distraction to mask what is real. And What's then that? we get a little suicidal. I could pull the steering wheel. Yeah. Like, I get it. Are you ever, like, driving and you're like, I could just literally crash the car right now? Oh, yeah. All me all the time. <laughs> I could be all the amount of intrusive thoughts I have on a daily basis. <laughs> or like opening the door. Yeah. Opening the door. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I, you could do that in my car. I have done That's it because scary. my door. Not oh my like. <laughs> no, because sometimes my door, like the other day with the ice, the, my door didn't close all the way. So mm. literally while driving, I just opened <gasps> I wasn't going fast. Well, I no, was going I like. I mean, all cars do that. Okay, well, they shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm driving. <laughs> but yeah, I think like. And then it's that, like, that slow build up, the dun 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 And then it's, oh, violence. A sentence silence. Sorry, yeah. I'm messing up the words. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, that, and it's, that, like, constant build up of those, I feel like it's those constant build up of those those negative thoughts. And then, it, you're, mm-hmm. and, like, that's the breaking point. I was just going to say, when it's live, during that build up, Tyler will run to the back around off stage and there's a tall tall platform Mm -hmm. right at the back of the pit that he climbs he does climb up it and stand on it for like the final like i wish there was a video for right now and you're all just like Uh, i just would want to see them um perform this album again perform this album only 
Yeah. Or maybe I would include, bl- I would give Blurry Face an option. Some Blurry Face songs. Yeah, some. Not all. Uh, this song is really cool to see live. And he's mm-hmm. holding, and the, oh, and then, oh, sorry. The music video for this is also really cool. It's um Tyler, sh- like, in the bathroom, and he's just shaving his head. <gasps> yeah. Um, I totally forgot about this, actually. And then he puts on a, a balaclava. Uh-huh. And, um, is that how you pronounce it? Ski mask, if a ski you mask. Will. I'm pretty sure it's a baklava. It's either balaclava or baklava, but one is a dessert <laughs> and one is a ski mask. I don't know which one's which. But anyway, he brings the ski mask with him, and he's and wearing puts, it yeah. when he's performing the song. And then when he's up at the podium, he takes it off he and takes holds it, off. it up. And holds it up when everyone's going, Wow. Oh. And I think that's, wow. Yeah, wow. It's if very you- cinematic. If you've never felt like you're part of something, you should go to a 21 Pilots concert in 2014 <laughs> and us. then just listen to that song and everyone in the whole stadium is just going to be crying. It's giving me goosebumps. Like, I know. For real. Um, this song, when I first heard it on the Style Stolinski, um 8-track service, <laughs> I, it inspired me to learn how to play the piano. I don't know how to play the piano. I was like, when did you learn that? I know how to learn songs by ear and so i learned why did i not know this talent i i can't like play piano i can do like finger like you can finger the piano oh well that's and this is like an easy yeah it's very no it is (laughs) yeah shade button the amount of power i felt when i was playing it though it's very especially no i as a a 14 year old girl and like what this song means to you it's very this is very monumental for you. On to semi-automatic. I said, why is this actually a good song? I really no, forgot so how good. good this album is. And it's this really song is good. great. Every song is so good. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't think I would skip. I have one. But we're not there yet. Okay. Um, while discussing semi-automatic, Joseph noted that the album explores what it's like at night for him and goes on to explain this theme which runs through the album. It's very introspective, and I know I talk about the nighttime a lot. I feel like I listen to a lot of pop music today that talks about the night in a completely different way I talk about the night. There are a lot of writers that talk about the night as it's an awesome time, that everyone's partying or whatever. And usually the nighttime for me is the worst. That's when everyone, everything comes out for me. That's when I realize that I don't understand why I'm here or what I'm doing. And then that's when doubt happens. Um, so a lot of these songs are kind of showing the things that happen at night. Again, this is kind of like Ode to Sleep where it's like the verses are very, very dark, like musically and obviously lyrically. But then the chorus is like a little more fun. Yeah. The lyrics that I wrote down, um, I think it's the first verse. Um, night falls with gravity. The earth turns from sanity. Uh, taking my old friend I know he leaves a lot his name is hope again talking about <gasps> hope but leave it but this is a different this is yeah, darker this is, yeah I feel like previously we had even car radio I feel like kind of missed the we kind of missed the hope aspect purely taking it as a song I don't think especially with that crescendo at the end no and I yeah, see and it is kind of interesting that here it's saying hope lives a lie yeah so we're getting very dark with this. Yeah. We're getting very dark. The other lyrics I've written down um, are, I'm semi-automatic, my, my prayer is schizophrenic. And a really cool thing that I saw in Genius, and this is a take from someone, was saying it's like, Tyler, 
obviously we just said he's very religious in his faith and Christianity, but say like my prayers are schizophrenic. Schizophrenia is like, to my knowledge, it's like mm-hmm. you hear and think that like people are voices, like there are other people like around. Hallucinations, you know. if Hallucinations, you will, yeah. delusions. So this this fan was like, like maybe he's like he's looking at his life. When the night comes, it gets so bad. But he like he keeps his faith. But maybe his faith is a hallucination. Oh. And I was like, that's a really good take. That is an interesting take. I never really thought that deeply into this the, the lyric, mm-hmm. I don't think. But yeah, my prayer is schizophrenic. Like, is he hallucinating? Are they, yeah. Uh, like, is, are these call-outs to God just not, like, helping his, right. his mental state? Or he's, like, realizing that it's fake. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I think it's really dark. And that's why I think this is a really dark song, because... I again like I think very close ties to Christianity and God but like when we lose God in the in this part it's like oh baby hope is gone hope believes a lot yeah. and hope lies but but again but then at the end we do get you know Olive on yeah oh I forgot about that so, I, I forgot all the positive lines I just got all the statue. I know I I've been reading the, I've been looking at the lyrics as we're going along okay, which good. is very helpful yeah so it's like but then it's like okay so then obviously that means that's the morning because it's right. like he really talks again like i just said in that quote like night is the worst for him which i agree right. like at times like when you don't have things to i remember in college my freshman year i had an awful for first semester freshman year carly knows that um mm-hmm. and i remember like when i had nothing to do at night it was the worst for me because it's again yeah. that silence and like living in that silence and those very 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 negative thoughts um, and even at times like when you're in that kind of state like even listening to music or watching something like that can't even it can't even help distracted by that, at that no point. yeah so yeah very very dark song but yeah you yeah. are right there is kind of hope that this hope at yeah the end. and there's also this little line at the end that's like i will stand i will rise and stand my ground yeah but then he's like just like still waiting for night so yeah. we know it's inevitable yeah it's a constant kind of cycle are you ready for yeah. screen I said I kind of hate this song. My skip. <laughs> so when I was listening to, I yeah. listened to the whole album through yesterday because honestly I hadn't listened to it in a while. Me. Either. And when I was listening to it, I was like thinking about this Teletubbies. Don't ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of corny yeah. to me. I don't know yeah, why. No, it, it totally. I need is, to be but, in a mood. But I think when I was listening to it, I was like, this was very relatable for me at the time. I agree. I like. like I did really appreciate this song at one point. Yeah, and I think I really did try very hard to kind of not be depressed um, throughout middle school and the beginning of high school, and I was kind of like, I'm trying to be so cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm standing in front of you. Yeah. I'm trying to be so cool. And then at the end, it's like, while you're doing fine, there's some people and I who have a really tough time getting through this life, so excuse us while we sing to the sky. Again... And again, another lyric that when you see it live, it's like, we're all here Yeah, for that. Yeah. Because of that. So. Yeah. I like, agree. Corny as fuck. Yeah. In retrospect, I love the lyrics. I've always, I really do love 
Tyler's lyrics. I think, again, he is like a poet and he mm, really 100%. paints that picture. He really does paint a picture. Um, but I just, I when I listen to it now, I'm like, Meh. Like, yeah. again, I just need to be in a mood, but. That's fair. Um, as Tyler said in 2013 interview with Rock Sound, the point of this song is to have more than just me singing it. I hate playing this song in front of people who don't know who we are and don't want to be a part of the show. It doesn't make sense, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they perform, it's very, it's like it is an experience and you feel so one with them and the people around you. Yeah, for sure. Can't take them on my own. We go to the run and go, which is probably one of my another favorite. Off. Oh, me too. This is like a favorite now. I don't know if it was a favorite then, but it's a favorite I would now. Agree. So good. One of my so notes good. was um for some reason one of my faves, even though it's happy. <laughs> <laughs> the main theme of um encompassing the run and go is that lead singer Tyler feels as if he is a burden to an individual, maybe God. I don't know. Tyler recognized that he is a flawed individual and that he may be it may, he may be hard to deal with, so he expresses his concern involving this person and his personal problems. AKA you hear um the core I'm pretty sure it's the chorus or the pre chorus. Um, don't wanna call you in the nighttime, don't wanna give you all my pieces, don't wanna hand you all my troubles, don't wanna give you all my demons. Which again, like relatable. It's like you don't really wanna be a burden to someone mm-hmm. and you don't wanna like cross that line where you wanna be a burden to someone, but also it's like if someone is really there for you, it's like you can. You're not a burden. You weren't not a burden. You can, you know, call you up in the nighttime, give you all my pieces, blah blah blah. Like that's the point of a true relationship, platonic, romantically, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it like again, like I'm like I dance sad lyrics, but I love to dance and sing and love to be sad with the lyrics. Um, you know, I was just thinking, yeah, about this song, kind of house of gold like in the in the new reimagined sense of house of gold which is like living for someone versus dying yeah, for yeah, someone. yeah yeah and this is like i like i don't even know how to explain it like i want to kill myself <laughs> but like if i can talk to you like maybe i won't but like i don't want you to have to help me yeah no i get it no i agree i agree also it talks about this themes of like killing a man I'm like, mm. I don't know who this man is. And he, like, feels yeah. guilty about it. I think it's, like, some part of himself, probably. Yeah. And he's, like, reflecting inward. And he's like, I killed this part of myself and I'm guilty about it. I don't I don't know. Maybe the loss of faith kind of thing, essentially. Uh, the whole ending, the tonight I'll, I'll need you to stay build up. Tonight um, need- That's probably one of my favorite, like, Tony and Violet's, like, so moments ever. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Okay, fake you out. Um, fake you out was kind of, I feel like, a little self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Like, not com- like Tyler's not really complete- completely being true in his portrayal of himself or even, like, what we see. Um, and kind of, like, hints at the fear that, like, he's a bad person at heart, having committed dirty, dirty, quote-unquote, dirty, dirty crimes, um, which no one else can, like, fully comprehend as, like, they are unique to him. And I just wrote, so, so, so good. So, so, so I love good. this song Agree. a lot. Um, our brains are sick and that's okay. Yeah. Great of, line. Classic lines. Self-harm uh, nods in this one. Oh, yeah. With the 
is this about the wrist and the bleeding? Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then, and then, like, the kids. Yeah, the I wrote kids. it down. The kids are doing, they're killing themselves. They feel they have no control of their prisoner cell. And if you're one of them, then you're one of me. And you would do almost anything just to feel free. Also, this, I would skip this bridge. I really don't like it. Yeah, like, like you said earlier, it's like the bridge, the chorus, and the verses are all completely different sounding. Right. And I just love the sound of Fake You Out. And I just, the, the bridge kind of kills it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I could go without the bridge. And then it, you kind of get hit with this like big crescendo dance. Af- That's what I wrote. Big crescendo dance hit at so the end of the chorus. And it's like so, so happy. But the again, like the lyrics are like very not that. And this is kind of interesting. Also, the last line is "silence gives you space," which is kind of, I don't know if, yeah, kind of a kind of a positive spin. I think he is growing. Think he's just learning. Oh, yeah. work <laughs> growing. Right. I'm like maybe he is a liar, but also he definitely is growing because we're I getting to just, the end. He definitely is. Ah. And then we get to my fave. I think this has been my one of my, was my favorite song when I was fifteen, and it still is my favorite song. I would say actually, "Guns for Hands." I love this song so much. Um, so this was originally released on the. Oh, this is such a good song. I know. I wrote. <laughs> I, just had a I wrote. Sorry. No, no. I just wrote. When I wrote, when I hear the drums and the piano, it makes me so happy. Wherever I hear the song. Yeah, it was originally re- released um, on Regional at Best, then re-recorded for this. Um, and Tyler Joseph stated, um, I know you have the ability to hurt yourself. I recognize that. But let's take that energy and let's point at something else. Let's divert that. Let's kind of shift the momentum and look at something like art or something like music specifically or even point it at me. Just point it anywhere. But don't point at self. This song will always be important to me. It's a very important song to me, too. Because I felt I like... totally agree. I wasn't having energy to hurt myself. Maybe a little bit. But um, I was having very, very negative energy pointing at myself. And this is one of those songs where I was like, yeah, I'm going to point at something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just love, love, love this song. What was your memory? The swearing to your parents that it'll never happen again yeah. thing. Oh my, oh, my God. That is like so hard hitting. My notes are, ah. Literally, though. And then. I will never forget the feeling of seeing this live. Like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, and I think this is definitely, like, him getting better and in a lot of ways. Like, and now he's being, like, a positive role model. Right. Not even just, yeah, for himself, but for everyone For else. other people. Um, And, oh, God. Like, when I first said, dun, 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 like, like, I get goosebumps and I want to dance like a monster. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, it's such a pause. It's actually, it is very positive. It is. A, this is a very, very positive song with, like, again, it has these very much self harm, um, right? No tones. Yeah. Um, themes. He's saying, "Baby, let's put that energy somewhere else." Basically. No. Yeah. And um, again, kind of nodding at, even though obviously it wasn't written. I mean, I guess it was written for a crowd. Like, it was written, like, the line about, like, the solution is I see a whole room of these mutant kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the, that was us. Like, that, that, was, was, that literally was us. That was us in the crowd. That literally was, was the us. Wrist. Anyway. Being, like, in the 21 Pilots fandom at the time that this was, was happening so was, like, good. really, really It was important. a prime. It was a prime. It was really, really good. We were very fortunate. We were, I think we were talking about this, too, the other when we were in that car ride 
But, like, mm-hmm. we, like, had some really, like, good peak fandom experiences, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, One we really direction. did. Direction. The 975. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are the only ones I can think of. That's it for I me. I had some other ones, but I had bleachers with, with Nicole, but. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, being a part of Twin One Pilots, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, God, it's embarrassing because of, like, what right. they are now. Now. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not right. That was rude. No, I don't. I can be rude. I don't like their music now. I, I just don't. Either. One, I, it was such a different time because I feel like I really, and you can agree, I needed that music then. Yeah, right. In, in a very critical moment of growing up. But, and now I like, now I need other things. So I think it's that. But, uh, but I love this album. And, and like getting it to hear it live, like. I feel like so many times like you'll find music that you really resonate with and you're like oh my god I just wish I could hear this live but like the artist isn't performing that album anymore they're not even on tour so like I'm glad you saw it when you did and then I tagged along Trees. So, Trees is the oldest song written for Vessel. Um, they recorded it independently and released it on Regional Best in 2011. We recorded it for Vessel. Um, Tyler Joseph explains in an interview that the original lyrics were inspired by an event in his life in which he was searching for something in the woods, and the ultimate message is he's searching for truth. The, there are two kind of interpretations of, of these lyrics. Um, one is a chance encounter occurs in the secluded forest between two people who suffer from social anxiety um, and they nervously like wait it out or it's a spiritual journey depicted in which the narrator feels as though he has found God in but struggles with doubt. I think it's more of the second one, the the God one, but um, yeah, I just because of the themes of the album. Yep. Um, but it can definitely be kind of spun and and in any more way, of a, yeah. But also in the. It could be, like, you versus someone else, or it could be you versus literally mm-hmm. yourself, so. Yeah. Um, this song, though, the build-up is so amazing. Oh, yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah, always. Um, this little build is the da 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 and then he's singing, hello. Um, and when this happens live, when it's that build-up and there's the drum start, Mm-hmm. um they i think it's both of them tyler and josh yeah go out on there's platforms two platforms that yeah. go out into the pit and they hold them on to the crowd yes yes which yes. is kind With of a cr- drum and yeah. that oh they both have drums they both have drums and they yeah, both do the yeah. the drum yeah. for the da, 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 and then the confetti comes yes this yes, is yes, usually yes, the closer this is the closer or at least the times mm-hmm. we've seen them this has been the closer and it's a great way to fantastic close the show. song i have nothing to say fantastic song i have nothing to say it's a great song um, I said it makes me cry. I love the I can feel oh my God. your breath. I can feel my death. I just want to know you. Oh. I want to see. I want to say hello. Hello. Now the night is coming to. And we end it with truce. We do. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but when I was in video class in high school, I made a music video to this, and it was actually pretty good. Oh my god, I didn't. Send it to me. I'm going to have to find it. Still? I don't know, but I remember it vividly, and what it is, and I thought it was very, I think Maybe it's Maybe I did good. see it. Did you I'll show it to I'll send it to you. Probably. I don't know. Um, but Truce is a very <sighs> short 
Short and sweet. Short and sweet, sad piano. Well, it's not the piano sounds sad. The piano but it's actually, sad. but it's a very hope. beautiful meaning. Well, Lots of hope. Yeah, hundred percent. Lots of hope. Um, Tyler uh, explains. I just wanted to tell people, hang in there. You know, there's mm. someone out there who kn- who does know what you're going through. Um, I know that there's a lot of bands that say they want their to use their music want people to use their music to help people i know a lot of them are full of crap but if someone is encouraged at all by the music i write then my whole life will be justified um yeah and i feel like it's it's this like promise to the listener the promise to himself that Mm -hmm. we're in this together and it's gonna be all right yeah stay alive Stay alive for me. For me. Yeah, exactly. And if you were a fan of 21 Pilots at the time, then obviously you're going to fucking stay alive for Tyler Joseph. Oh my god, obviously. Great song. And this one, again, no kind of juxtaposition here. And I think it's that it is, like, it is the truce. Like, I think the title is so true to itself. It's like, it's the truce with yourself. It's the truce with Tyler that you're, like, making this with him that, you know, you're going to go on, stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and another oh. thing that I wrote what were you going to say? I just was reading the I will fear the night again yeah. line Tyler says um, eventually you will die but for now you can worry about other things since you are past your depression and the toughest times are done there will be more trials but this one is over Right. which I think is so beautiful because mm-hmm. it's like yeah life is shit and they will probably deal with shitty things, mm-hmm. but this probably this toughest battle, the toughest battle of some people's lives, is over. It reminds me of one of my all-time favorite quotes, which I probably will get as a tattoo. Okay, work soon. Um, this too shall pass. Mm. So true. All things must pass. And everything, the good and the bad. So it's every, peaks and valleys. There'll be a lot of peaks. And there will be a lot of valleys. As my dad always says, life is like an ocean with waves of happiness and waves of sadness. It's very true. And but for some of us, it's a tsunami of sadness. Yeah. But the tsunami has to end. At some point. Oh, at some point. <laughs> and leave a lot of devastation <laughs> in its a lot of devastation, but then you get up and you rebuild. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to. Uh, Stay alive. For me. Stay alive for me. Yeah, I, I do think I take everything back what I said about House of Gold being a good ending. This is the perfect ending. Oh, 100%. I take it all back. Imagine if House of Gold came after this. It. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I take it. I'm embarrassed. So okay. we finished Vessel. So what, what story does, does this album tell you, Carly? I think we talked about it a lot going yeah. through the songs. I mean, yeah. what more is there even to say? I said overall hope. It's a hopeful story. It really yeah. is. Regardless of the, you know, sad and upsetting and depressing and suicidal fucking notes and undertones, it is the story of com- someone coming to terms with and accepting that they their brain, you know, works differently. Yeah, and exactly. They ha- have mental illness. Period. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel like mental illness, like make the word the words just make me laugh. The words make me point laugh in my too. Life. But it's true, and it just is. realizing that. That's not the end-all be-all. And uh, the story of the album is exactly what I was going through when I first started listening to 21 Pilots. So I'm glad. What I needed. Glad you made the truce. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, to me, it, it is that. It's, it's accepting the issues you have, mm-hmm. no matter how big or small they are, and truly just t- taking it day by day. Yeah. And, you know, it's trial and tribulations, and, and, this, and the trial is over at the end. Um, but you go through that whole story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I I always ask these three questions. I don't know if they. I think they relate in some ways. Not yeah, maybe not the. F- not maybe the not the falling hard in love for me. The maybe not the hard. falling in love one. Yeah. But if you were to pick one song, one to fall in love to, one to get your heart broken to, and the defining song of this album, what would it be? Okay, so for fall in love, I said House of Gold. I know we all know I that also it's not, said House of Gold. It's about like parents or whatever. But yeah. I have often listened to the song and thought and and heard it in the sense of it being like in a romantic Yay. relationship. So I feel like it kind of, I mean, obviously like the part about calling him her, her son. We don't think about that. But, but other than that, you're into that. that essentially <laughs> saying I would do anything for you. Yes, and that's what it's all about. I had that as mine as well. Period. To get your heart broken too. Um, I said trees, mm-hmm. kind of like. A, so I, I again, we we know it's about religion and God or whatnot. Yeah, but I'm gonna um, say what I want. But I feel like it could also just be about two people who aren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I said I could totally see a breakup scene happening in a movie with this I, playing quietly in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you are right though. This is thematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I put the running go. The running go is happy, but the lyrics yep. of just like don't want to call you in the nighttime don't want to give you all my pieces like it's like i don't know if it's heartbroken but it's mistrust or not full trust mm-hmm. um and you know if you were on either end of that spectrum that side that's very heartbreaking to feel yeah, like or- maybe someone doesn't trust you with that stuff or you feel like you can't trust someone with that stuff right or even just like thinking i used to have someone that i could call in the nighttime and now i don't exactly thank you finishing you thinking my thoughts yeah saying them the defining song off this album this, is hard. this one was hard but i have an uh, answer i have two so okay, i'll allow it um the first one i said was guns for hands uh <laughs> i said it's straight up about the crowd at a 21 pilots concert like yeah. it was written for them and about yeah. them yes completely um so definitely but also i said maybe potentially truce just because it is kind of like the finale and those it's are, truth yeah yeah between living and dying and like just being okay with that and staying alive yeah i i agree if i i would pick those two i mine is guns for hands um mm-hmm. because i think a lot of this album is a lot of angst obviously yeah in a lot of energy like a lot of just energy and it is yeah like especially like musically like it is a lot um and it's great but it is a lot of energy and to miss to show that energy to get that negative energy away from you and to flash it at something and not hurt yourself mm-hmm. um is divine to me also i related to a lot when i was growing up yeah listening to this song and i still i don't know if i relate to it as much as i did back then because obviously things are very different yeah. but um i still love this song i love it a lot 100 percent. um my last question what keeps you coming to this album so as i have mentioned previously um full transparency i hadn't listened to this album all the way through in a really long time me me too um 
honestly, I just, it's, it's a fantastic fucking album. Every single track, you know, mm. maybe except for screen, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I couldn't skip them. I'd have to listen. Gives me chills, brings me back. And it, yeah. it just brings me back to something that makes me smile at this point. So that's good. Yeah. Um, same. But at the same time, I don't really relate to this. I mean, I do. I don't know. I'm still fucking depressed. But like. You used to relate to it when it meant, when it meant like the most, when it was the most heightened. Right. And I just had like no idea what was going on. Like when I first, this gave me like a lot of clarity, the album, when I yeah. was first listening to it. And at yeah. this point, I'm like, I've been to therapy now. So, <laughs> you know, I have other ways to deal with my exactly issues. but you i have, do you have the adult ways to do right issues. which is not just listening to music and going on tumblr um but we love tumblr we do <laughs> um to me yeah. yeah i agree i haven't listened to this album in full in a very very long time i couldn't probably tell you the last time me i did either. but but when i was listening to it again when i was doing the car for the first time like, a couple months ago a month ago mm-hmm. um in this past week preparing it does make me smile it does make me think of yeah. you and nicole and some really like good memories and like i would never go back mm-hmm. to high school and neither would no, you fuck that oh. fuck that uh but those memories were so meant so much to me then they mean so yeah. they still mean so much to me now and i'm so happy that that you are still in my life um me too. and we love to laugh and giggle <laughs> as you've heard everyone <laughs> and yeah it just makes me think of a different, like, it's a different, different. A na- naivety, youth. Yeah. Ignorance. Like yes. the ignorance of youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously thinking my, my, like I, like my issues then were the worst things I were going to deal with, which was not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when, that's how you feel when you are 15. Yeah. Really. And it's, I would it's never time piece. be 15 again. Nope never again and that i is not a funny if i ever ever have a kid it's gonna be rough then <laughs> i'm just gonna know because it's gonna be i'm like they're gonna be going through shit yeah and i'm gonna be like don't do bad things i'm gonna be like listen but also learn from i'm gonna mistakes. hand them vessel <laughs> wow carly thank you for coming on this journey with me Bla- so blast the past me. it's been a pleasure we had a lot of we had a lot of fun I love to podcast. Isn't this great? Maybe no. I well, want a podcast. Well, I'm gonna bring you on again for the. Oh yeah. Um. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Um, for the, for the folks listening, do, well, Carly, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> no, uh, I don't. Follow me on Instagram. No, don't. Don't. Again, she's not giving out her name. If anyone is listening who wants to follow me, you can. My Instagram <laughs> is Carly.k. But she's Kylie, not put it, it. In the, put it in the. I'll put it in the bio. <laughs> I'll put it in the description. So remember to follow us on whatever platform you are listening on currently. Give us a rating. It really does help me out. Helps us out. Um, and next week, next week will be a little bit of a different episode. Um, right now, what you're listening to, I'm recording the day before you're listening to this. Hi, happy Cinco de Mayo. And funny enough, I'm wearing my 21 Pilot socks that Carly didn't give me, yet, and I think um. 2015 2016 so shout out but uh next week will be a little bit of a different episode um a little bit of a check-in actually uh gonna be very much just me chatting for a few minutes um 
because we're kind of like at the end of, of the season, quote unquote, the first season. I'm just listen to the episode next week. That's where you're going to hear all my hear me talk and my thoughts and all this stuff. But we will be back to our regularly scheduled shows um, probably at the June-ish, June-ish. I'm just going to say June, May, taking a little break and recording the next stuff. But you will hear all that information next week, so give it a listen. Um, and I really, really do hope you enjoy this episode. It meant a lot to me. Um, it really did. And follow us on Instagram at my records and me and TikTok. And I'll see you next week.